Dude, it's so crazy that I fucking watched you get your whole stomach tattooed. <laughs> like all day and now i'm doing an interview with you that's so insane to me uh yeah i mean i feel like a Small lot of world, people man. a lot of people watched me get that tattoo and i felt like i bitched out during a lot of it no fuck yeah right dude you sat there like a champ me and my buddy kurt that was tattooing that i was working for he was just like dude that guy has been just sitting there getting drilled on and not even flinching i was gonna try to figure a, a very fun segue there but I, 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 there was nothing <laughs> <laughs> so i guess uh we'll just start rolling into this so right. i have brandon halcroft of the band lake effect i kept wanting to call it yeah. lakeshore when i was on with greg because there's I, there's, yeah, yeah. there's like so many lake bands now all of a sudden it's like there is there's lakeshore which came out of nowhere uh there's, there's no there's no lake effects the lake okay effects. i was gonna say i That's... thought there was like a, a lake effect yep. or something like that yeah okay yeah, so i'm yeah. not it was one of those things crazy. Where, yeah i was gonna say as I, someone was saying that i was thinking to myself like oh maybe i'm full of shit and just trying to cover my own tracks <laughs> but, no 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 there really is it's it's really funny when we put the name out uh when we came up with the name we were like oh okay so you know what because we were originally michigander and then actually we that's changed why, our yeah. name, and now and now there's actually a guy that's an acoustic act that does Michigander. Yeah, yep. And he's actually really, really good too. I've seen him play and perform. He's really, really good. But now it's just like with Lake Effect, it's like I do. I see more and more like this, or you know, whatever yeah. Lake Shore. So it's a well, common North Lane. Common that's the other band up. around this area that I was thinking of too. North Lane. Um, yep. So there's there's a lot of lake bands, I think, and, and it's inevitable living this close to the uh, Lake Shore. And I think that's even a bit yeah. around here. <laughs> oh, it probably is. Oh, over, oh, over exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's. I like it though. <laughs> so, describe a little bit about yourself and the band for those who may not be aware of who you all are and what kind of music you play. All right. Uh, so I do guitar and vocals in Lake Effect. Uh, we're a melodic hardcore band. Um, based out of the Port Huron area, um, we border Canada. The music is basically tried to we try to um, put out a positive message. Uh, we've all battled with like you know depression, and we've dealt with friends that have dealt with suicide and all that other stuff. And we've just pretty much tried to make sure that no one's alone, and uh, that you know we, they you know no matter what you can always get help. And we're trying to make sure that we you know touch people, their music. Uh, on like a personal level to where like they you know they can interact with us they know they can come and talk to us after a show and we try to make that a very positive and energy or uh energetic i'm sorry and uh show for when people come and see us you know like a lot of people tell us that we have a really good stage performance and uh they always like seeing us like it's never the same show and like, when they see us so that's kind of cool which is i think a hard feat to come by so but I would yeah. also just like to uh, to say for those who probably saw, if you see this on the YouTube channel, uh, saw me smiling and shaking my head, it wasn't in, in relation to what Brandon was saying. It was the fact that my dog was barking, which there isn't an episode of this podcast. I think maybe there's been one in the whole six months I've been doing this when my dog doesn't bark and you can hear it in the background. So that was, that's, what yeah. I'm laugh, that's what I'm smiling and laughing at, not the, not the serious nature of what Brandon was just saying. For those who will see this. <laughs> Um, yeah right right no um, i know I, I was gonna start laughing when you started laughing <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was like oh. no you're good you're good um uh, so i mean with being in a being a band that's 
obviously wanting to put a positive spin on the message that you're delivering, is it safe to assume, and this is like a fucking, if I ever make podcast merch, this is going to be my fucking first shirt I make, which is, uh, I'm not (laughs) sure what the age, like how old you are. I think you're roughly around the same age as I am. Uh, I'm in my almost mid thirties at this point. Oh, no, actually I'm 27. Okay. Not too much yeah. of it. I mean, I'm still kind of in the same no, no. wheelhouse as far as the maturity. The yeah, yeah, maturity yeah. levels there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was going to say, would it be safe to say that like bands akin to like a hate breed, color morale with for, for like a newer band or even some of these kind of bands that kind of put a lot of positivity into their lyrics? Is that kind of a some of the bands that you were maybe influenced by or like what are some of your oh, influences yeah. uh, for the band or even just yourself personally? Um, honestly, and it's actually like kind of a 360 with like uh, first band with a name, but Counterparts. Counterparts is super uh, aggressive, but he's uh, Brennan's really down on himself and very dark, which we do sometimes just to kind of like let people know we've been there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like every band like we've listened to that's been an influence in our in our music, it's always been really a positive message. Uh, the Color Morale, that's a great name. Hate Breed, obviously, that's, you know, a a legendary, you know, influence on all of us playing anything in hardcore music, you know, hate breed better be one of your first, you know, <laughs> loves, if you will. I mean, if not, then you're not doing hardcore music. Right. But, uh, right. Misery signals, um, like that was a huge influence for me since I was probably 13, 12 years old. Um, even early hundredth. Um, I mean, there's lots of bands that just kind of paved us as a music, like being as an ocean when they first started out, like that was a really cool, thing that they did with their genre and like their style and it all shaped us as musicians to create the sound that we have and the performance and just the energy as a band to work with and you know make the music we make so it's definitely definitely the bands we listen to gave us that positivity to pave for what we what we do ourselves if that makes sense no it totally does um kind of speaking more to the beginning of the band how long have you been a band as a whole? Um, well, actually, so the drummer and the bassist, Anthony and Cody, they, um, we've been jamming actually since our first bands ever. We were in the first band I've ever been in together. It was called For the Worst. It was a pop punk hardcore band. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, um, but uh, we jammed, it's probably now been about 14 years we've been jamming together, just the, like the three of us there. Um, and then we ended up friends of friends. We met our guitarist, Cody. Um, but that was after, uh, we had our original, pretty much we redid for the worst, pretty much what it was, what it became. And, uh, we just wanted to do hardcore melodic hardcore. Like that's what it was. So we actually had pretty much the whole band from for the worst jamming. And then, uh, our guitarist, Nick, who helped me actually, he, me and him wrote our first record. Um, he, didn't um he couldn't he has a family and everything like that he just couldn't go on the road or really help with writing and everything like that so he had to leave the band and uh we got cody and cody's just been helping us write so we've been a band for probably about three four years now like as like starting up i'd say about four four and a half years we started up like with you know just writing and jamming here and there and then getting ideas of sound this is the first band i ever did vocals in so it's like you know, really working at that when we first started jamming, it was just like trying to get comfortable while playing and singing because that was something that I, was like a new variable for me that I wasn't used to. And uh, 
but yeah, it's been probably about four years, four and a half years, and uh, three years for sure as as us as complete Lake Effect. Like when we became Lake Effect, it's been about three years. But we start off as Michigander. Okay. Now, something. I mean, this is going to be kind of interesting because typically I don't really talk to people who are here in Michigan. So typically when I try yeah, to yeah, relate yeah. some of the, the questions I have to the local scene here in Michigan, it's always funny because I'm always like, well, I'm only really speaking to ours, but I assume other scenes are very similar to our scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, just in a in place Oof. like Grand Rapids or Detroit or whatever, and it's Boston or, you know, L.A. or whatever. Oh. But with that being oh, yeah. said, no, go ahead. We've toured and stuff, so, like, I definitely see, like, different scenes and stuff, and I pretty, like, you know, Michigan has a very, very strong music scene, which I've come to notice. Uh, I mean, there's some states where you just go, and there's just no love for anything, and, you know, like, you just don't, I don't know if it's just poor promotion, or, you know, the venue has a bad rep or what, but, you know, there's some shows out of state that we've played that have been amazing, but then there's some shows that you just, like, you get kids, and like, oh, yeah, there's just not a scene here, and you're like, how, why is there not a scene here? You know? Yeah, I, I'm of a couple of minds because I have, as I've said on this podcast a few times, I book shows. Uh, yeah, I don't yep. really do it much anymore just because I got tired of dealing with local egos and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. And it's one of those things like, you know, some people would be like, oh, it's because it's a thankless job and that's why you don't want to do it because you don't get any of the acc- accolades for all the work that you really are doing to put on a show night in and night out or whatever. And it's not even really yeah. that. It was just more, like I said, I was, there was a band like, and this is something that like kind of frustrated me. And I, I feel like it, it's, it's all on me, I guess, basically. But there was a show where a <laughs> band wanted to get a local band wanted to guarantee. And I knew that they were worth a blank amount. And so I talked them down from the amount that they wanted. Cause realistically no local band, unless they're like, you know, still remains for us. Like still remains were to be like, Oh, we want like 25, you know, 20, 2,500 bucks guarantee yeah and th- and i'm probably really shortchanging that but the yeah, thing is yeah, is it'd no, be like okay sure. like i know that you've sold out blank amount of shows when you play here in town at a form you know doing all the math it's like that's that's doable and it's very fair when you have a band that really hasn't made their name locally let alone outside of the fucking state and you're asking yeah. for you know almost a thousand like you want almost a thousand dollars or whatever it's like get real and <laughs> It turned into one of those things, like, I knew they were a hardworking band, and it it ended up being a really, really good show. Like, we did really good numbers. Like, we almost sold out the Pyramid Scheme, which is a 420-cap room, and it was all locals. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... Um, wow. I mean, granted, I had uh, Flynn Eastwood on the bill, and they're, you know, blowing up right now. They're amazing. And they're, they're playing yeah. out in London right now, or getting ready to, but, you know, so I knew, yeah. like, there was a little bit of that, but, like, everyone that was fans of that band really weren't didn't know the other bands and vice versa so it was a very weird bill but it, it did really well and the band kept money from me so when i went to settle out and they're like hey we're missing you know this many tickets or this much money and i'm like i i don't know where it would be and they're like oh well, such and such band took extra tickets to like they sold out of theirs and then came back and got more and i was like oh i was never told about that so then they're like oh we wanted to see like if you would know or how money would break down whatever so Fast forward to the end of the night, I paid them almost a thousand dollars. Oh Jesus! Wow. And that was almost twice what they were asking for. Like at the time, like the agreed upon amount that was about twice what we like double what they had asked for. And I paid everyone more than they had said they would play for. And it was one of those things where you know it was a good show, and I'm one of those people, those booking agents who 
if you do your job, I'm going to give you money because like, it's going to work back in my, like my favor, like you did your job and you helped me look good. So here, here's fucking money. Same thing though. Like if you spread the word, like, Hey, this, this is a good dude to work with. Cause I think that's the thing bands don't realize or booking people don't realize is that people talk about who's easy to work with and who isn't word of mouth. And the same with growing your brand as a whole or your band, it's all word of mouth. And so Uh a couple of like, I think maybe a month or two went by and I ended up running into one of the dudes in the band I was talking with him. We were talking about something. And then the other guy who I paid out comes up to me. He's like, oh, who's this kid? And I'm like, dude, I'm the dude who gave you a fucking thousand dollars for playing a goddamn <laughs> show in your own fucking hometown. Like, I know, don't right? fucking that's disrespect nuts. me like that. Like, you don't know who the fuck I am. Like, and it's and I know that's kind of like a, a, a small ego on my part, but it's like, name me another local promoter who's going to give a local band almost a thousand dollars for playing a show in their hometown. Like, it ain't going to fucking right happen. Now. I've never once ever have been even offered that kind of money, you know, and I like, cause I, I, I know, I know my place is like, you know, as a musician and where we play, like I'm more or less just, if, you, if I got enough gas to make it home and maybe like a drink from the bar, you have right. no complaints out of me, you know, like I, I'm just there to play the show, man. I'm there to, to entertain the people when we're there. I don't give a two fucks about the money you know like that's a that's an asinine amount of money that you gave them i could not even believe it local band thousand dollars dude like holy shit and they're still bitching what a bunch of cowards yeah um but the thing is and it's funny because like the poster for that show is pretty much right behind my laptop so i'm always staring at one of these fuckers like every time i do (laughs) um but the thing is is uh it's one of those things where and as I was kind of talking to you previous to doing this 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 interview, I feel like I watch enough bands make the right moves, and I've seen it over the years, that I kind of feel like I know, A, I know a good band when I see one, and I know a band that's kind of got that it thing. Like, I remember when I saw Wilson for the first time play at Max Bar yep. in front of, I want to say 20 people. But they played like the place yep. was packed out and all that kind of shit. And I was like, this band, as long as like the the members can stay together and can I've known keep Chad. writing, yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you live on Port Huron, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known Chad pretty much, dude. Actually, it's really funny. Like our local record shop, we have like the first bands he was in. I was actually listening to one of the first bands he was in. <sighs> I can't remember last night. It was Head Hedwig or yes, I think or... that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, Hedwig. Yeah, with yep. my buddy Sadat. It's like it's kind of crazy to like think of how far he's coming as a musician because I've seen him. I've seen him do everything. Yeah, he was in a band called Airs. Yeah, Airs is a great band, and uh, with Westview Breathing, like, yeah, I've seen him go from fucking nothing to something. So, but I remember seeing Wilson before Chad was even in the band. And then after, oh, yeah, yeah, Chad got into the band. But it was one of those things like that band work their asses off they played like there's a story that uh and i've since like not posted this episode but one of the dudes who used to work at mulligans uh was a sound guy he was like i remember wilson came they had some technical issues and out of their like hour set they were left with like 22 minutes and chad just like looks over and is like how much time i got he's like 22 minutes like cool and they just rolled into their set no complaints unpacked all their shit sold a bunch of merch whatever like we're super humble and i feel like I feel like because I see a band like Wilson that's achieved the success that they have or a band from this area like, you know, uh, I mean, granted, they're not really a local band either the, per se, but like a band like Black Dahlia Murder or Battle, Battlecross or, yeah, yeah. you know, I see bands like that that like just put in the work and they put in the time and they're not assholes and stuff like that. And it, so it's like I kind of feel like 
that's the groundwork. And I've always known that's the groundwork. But you see so many bands locally trying to take the fast way out. And I feel like the fast way out is kind of like, and they're sort of a local band to the Michigan area, but I Prevail. They're the only yeah. band I've seen do the thing where you make a cover and then there's a there's a promotional plan behind it like oh here's our new record yeah. it'd be like if you guys were to come out with a rec- like a, a top 40 pop goes punk you know kind of style cover and yeah. then all of a sudden like when you got all the hits and, and people are like man I really like this band you're like cool well guess what here's a whole fucking new album and like we're getting ready to hit the road and blah 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 like yeah. there's a rhyme and a reason for you doing it and I don't feel like bands get yeah. it and so I guess that's, yeah, actually, that's where I'll start I... that's where I'll start how do you being in a local band right now and i'll preface it by saying this so you you have what one ep under your belt currently other than the one getting ready to come out you have one so yep how hard is it for you to because i'm assuming all of you guys have nine to fives so you have normal jobs pretty much yeah yeah pretty much yeah so damn near impossible yeah i was gonna say so with all of you having nine to five jobs that you have to work to pay your bills and to to live how do you find the time to play out shows, but you're not oversaturating, but you're building your band as organically as possible and keeping fan interest in the interim of, you know, your next show or whatever? Um, so that's actually a really great question. So pretty much like what we do is we, we book in advance to make sure all of us can obviously get the time off for a show or the couple shows of like a weekend. Like we'll, what we used to do when we first did our first EP was we'll do weekend runs, you know, and we'll try to go from the east side of the state to the west side and hit, you know, three key point, like three key cities to make sure that like, you know, people know who we were in those areas. And then like try, like we pretty much would just try to like go in different areas we haven't hit and like these small weekend runs where, and we'd space them out long enough to where our jobs wouldn't get too pissed off at us for taking time off. But I mean, one thing that I do say when I, you know, I get a job, I tell them, you know, I am in a band and I do take time off, you know, I need to, you know, that's like, it's almost like a second job to me, you know, I don't want to get, you know, penalized for taking time off or anything like that. And um, another thing that we've done is, you know, like promotions, like, you know, working with certain companies and um, having them back us and putting, you know, promotion out for us, just that alone helps a shit ton because then people like, be like, oh, well. Well, if this company's, you know, supporting them, obviously they must be something of worth, you know. So people give us a, you know, a, a, a chance there. Like we worked with Bio, they're like amazing, amazing dudes. I love Aaron. He's done so much promotion for us, and I know he's a huge help to what's some of our success has been for us, you know. Because, um, and like plus just the names we work with, you know, like that's another thing too. Is like we try to make sure we work with people to where when we put something out, it's not like oh, well, I recorded this in my garage <laughs> and, you know, and like, it sounds like garbage, but, you know, check out my band. We play shows every week. You know, it's not something like that. Like we actually like try to make invest. sure that we, yeah, we invest in everything. Like it comes to, you know, just even giving away CDs. I remember how many CDs we just gave away just to be able to like have, have it out there. Like, you know, it takes one person to listen to it and be like, dude, this is fucking sick. And then they show their friend. They're like, wow, dude, this is fucking sick. And then, you know, it's just like a, it's like telephone, you know, it just goes down the line. And I remember we put our EP, I'm pretty sure our EP on Bandcamp is still free right now. You can download it, you know, and it's just like, we don't give a shit about the money. I just want you to listen to the music. And if it fucking gets you through your day and it helps you, 
then that my day's made. My, all the hard work I put into that is worth it, you know. So I think it's one of those things of being humble and just like making sure that you play your area, like you said, not saturating it so you're not playing or oversaturating. I'm sorry, but like you know, you're not playing the same venue every weekend because I've seen bands do that. They'll play at one venue every Friday night. They're in the same spot in the, in the like the set lineup, and you're just like, why have you not played somewhere else? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I we refuse to play certain bars after we've played there a couple of times just to make sure, you know, cause like no one's going to come. Like if you see me there two weeks ago, why the hell would you come again? Right. You know, it's uh, but, yeah. speaking kind of to trying to build your brand and the band itself, something, something that I've noticed a lot when I try to, I don't really go to a lot of local shows so much anymore. Cause sadly, a lot of the bands that I see kind of do the same thing. Like they just constantly play like, Oh, you're at Mulligan's this week. And then like the all local showcase at the intersection, you're on that like yep. two weeks later and so on and so forth. So it's yep. become one of those things. Like I, I kind of feel like the bands I'd really enjoy seeing like just overplay. So like I kind of, and there's nothing new, something I had mentioned to you in bringing up like what we were going to discuss. And I'm interested to see what your answer is to this. So a band that works a nine to five, that's a local band, you put it on an EP about two, two and a half years ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, the first three. EP three. Okay. Yeah, I thought first, it was, yeah, I thought actually it was, was uh, three years ago yesterday, actually. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's a long time. And it an EP is. for, for those who may or may not know, I mean, that's only like maybe four songs, five songs. So six songs. Okay. I, I, I know like six. six or seven is like the weird cutoff where it's like, now it's not an EP, it this it's, is an extended yeah, it's play. it's almost an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know like technically, like I don't know where the, the number is, where it no longer it's is okay, considered I don't an either. EP. Um, but I know <laughs> like a, four is typically like an EP like. An EP, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, at that point, you're you're going six songs over three years and that's pretty much what yep. you're, you're tidying a, a, your fans over with. Yep. And you're you're playing out and obviously like you're you're writing new songs and potentially like playing those out live and getting them kind of into the set and building a, a full set other than just like, oh, here's our 15, 20 minutes. Now, something that's always kind of bummed me out is when I go see a band rip it and they're like for an hour and they're just killing it. And then you could buy their the CD they have and you get it into the car and then you're like, what the fuck is this? Like there are none of the songs I just saw. <laughs> that was... Like, like it's so frustrating. And then like next time you see them, they're like, well, I mean, these songs are good, but like, where are all the songs I just heard? And they're like, oh, we're, we're working on that record now. So, I mean, how hard is it? How hard is it creatively? And even just on a, on a, a fan level i mean because i'm sure there are friends bands that you're fans of and you know you oh, don't yeah. have like the new material either but like how how hard is it to to try to engage your fans with the the old stuff that you have currently pressed to a cd or whatever while still integrating um, in new music but not like bumming them out when they're like so stoked on this new material and you're like well this is all we have is this old thing like how hard is it to <laughs> try to i guess I'm trying to figure out a, a way to encapsulate it all. And the only thing I can kind of think of is like, how do you present yourself in the old way the band was versus where the band's going in the, the new direction it is and kind of marrying them to, to, you know, please the old fans, but also appease the new fans you're getting from seeing you in the current incarnation of what's going on. Yeah, that's, um, that's actually another great question. We uh, like, you know, when we put out our first EP, we really hit the state hard and kind of like try to make sure like people, even if they hadn't seen us, they knew who we were. 
you know, like, holy shit, that band's been, like, working their asses off, you know, like, and, like, they put on a hell of a show, the music's solid, even the EP, when you listen to it in your car, it's fucking great, um, and then we, uh, we've had a lot of member changes throughout, the, like, the last three years, so that's, like, one thing that kind of, like, put a halt on us actually playing a lot of shows and doing a lot of shit, um, so, like, it, it really kind of, actually, at one point in time, I actually thought the band was gonna break up just because we were sick of fucking trying to find people. And uh, can I finally put we got, a, can I put a pin in that for just a second and ask you another question based off of that? Yeah. So typically, what you are describing right now is either what causes a band to rebrand the band name and become something else because now there's different chemistry, so on and so forth, or like you're saying, causes a band to just break up and, and be done because it's too hard to to keep going through this process. Yeah. Something I've always kind of wondered, and I, and I don't know why I've never thought to ask anybody that's been involved in this scenario, but when you bring in somebody new to the band and there's that, that reintroduction phase of like, hey, everybody, excuse me, hey, everybody, like, here's our new bass player, here's our new drummer, here's our new person. Welcome them into the band. That person has all their friends who are stoked that they're in a new band. Hey, we can't wait to see you, so on and so forth. How hard is it yeah. on the flip side of that, though, when the people like someone's in the band and then like they're out? Like, do you feel? Do you, did you ever see a backlash kind of of like their friends being like, yes. "Well, fuck this band now," and like you know, and like word spreading like these guys suck well, or something like that? Or is that not really a thing? Uh, I mean, there was there was for a couple of people that we had in and out of the band. Um, like my first guitarist we had is still honestly one of my best friends more than anything in the world. He was super salty. We just had to make a business move, you know, like he had a family. I wanted him to more focus on that. And there was no way to be able to like have him sacrifice his time. So, you know, we made a decision like, dude, focus on your family, you know, and like he fucking, I still to this day is still pretty salty about it. But I, you know, I love the guy to death. I still hang out with him all the time. He's an amazing guy. He actually builds amazing guitar cabinets now. So he's still like is in the industry. The guy's an amazing woodworker. So like, you know, and then, uh, our old drummer, John, uh, when he left, it was, there was nothing wrong. Like he, he, him and his friends still support the band a fucking, like a shit ton. Uh, anytime I, we like share something, I see them sharing or commenting like, dude, I can't fucking wait. This is so sick. I'm so glad you guys are still doing this. Um, but we ended up like now we're we got our original drummer back who actually helped record the first EP, and like the chemistry, you know, it changes with you know different people. Like uh, we've grown as a band just because like we've had three three different drummers and two different guitar players, and so it's like the first EP was me and my original guitarist. Now this new EP that's going to come out, me and my guitarist Cody, we've been pretty much writing. Um, like for the last like year and a half together, well, two years actually, because we have one song that we actually finally got to record that we've been playing live for like a year and a half. And like, just to hear it back is like, holy shit, we wrote this like two years ago. And like, it's kind of crazy, you know, to see the the difference in dynamic in the songs and the song structure. And I don't know. And like, I guess working with different people, um, our style would change like, um, like I would say we're definitely a lot more heavier now than our original EP. Um, a little more pissed off and, uh, more direct. Like, I, I don't know, like Focused. vocally I've realized, yeah, yeah. Like we're just straight to the point now. We like, we've, we've grown as musicians. Now we're getting, you know, obviously all of us are now getting old too. So it's like, I don't think any of us really have time to beat around the bush anymore. So it's like, here we are, 
this is what we have. We worked our asses off at it. Obviously, if you don't like it, you don't like it. If you do, fucking let's hang out. Let's have a beer. You know, right. Pretty much is where we're at. <laughs> it's, you, oh, can't, sure. you can't win them all, man. Um, but sorry. yeah, definitely with member changes, it's it's hard, man. No, it's just it's something – I mean I know a lot of local bands and a lot of bands just in general go through it, but I've never really thought to ask <laughs> anyone how it's affected them or you know the that aspect of – member changes uh typically it's just like oh you know that this person left and you know we're still cool and it is what it is but like i've never been like you ever noticed like a backlash from like people like the oh, yeah. fan, like the friends of those people like being like well fuck this band right now fuck like, that yeah fuck yeah. them fuck them they're pieces of shit yeah yeah no, no i totally um but no, backtracking we, to the ever had that as i say backtracking though to the question i cut you off on though which was uh just the the pros and cons or the uh the hardships of you know trying to integrate your old material and your old fans and, and growing your band and, and bringing the fans that you're making along with, with the newer music that you're integrating into your set. So, you know, how is, how do you attach or how do you approach that? That was where we were before um, I cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, no, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. A lot of, like a lot of our fans and the people that really like, you know, cause you know, we're like, we're known outside of Michigan too. So like we have people all over, like people, bands we played with and stuff like, dude, when are you guys going to fucking be back from the studio? What's the new stuff sound like? Um, and it's like, honestly, kind of nerve wracking for me just because like, you know, this new stuff is a little different from our old stuff, but it's still us. And um, I don't know, like we try to make, we try to stick to the same sound as we had, but make it different. So this album would be better or at least what we hope would be better. And uh <laughs> we're trying to make sure that everyone just has like elements of the old EP, but has something new that they weren't probably expecting from us. Like I said, this album is way more dynamic, like as in it's super emotional. It's like, you know, it has very pretty cleans and then it goes to super pissed off, like, you know, guitar riffs. Um, it's very misery signals asks, if you will, like I fucking, you know, (laughs) working with who we worked with, it's fucking like having him right there. It's like, Oh, okay. He's like, do this here, and you're like, all right, you're right. I should probably do this here. So but, let's let's. Well, I was gonna say, unless you're not done, I was gonna say, let's go ahead and talk about no, the new good. record. Then, uh, for those who don't know, um, you guys went out and recorded with Greg Thomas of Misery Signals, yes. of Shy Hulud fame, yep. of all the things that he does oh. over at Silver Bullet oh. Studios. Yeah, as a, <laughs> as a local band, what made you choose to go all the way to Connecticut? to record a record when you could have, you know, gone to anyone in Michigan or tried to hit up like, you know, a Josh Schroeder or something like that. Like why, other than obviously your affinity for misery signals and knowing that Greg records, like, was there, what chose you, what prompted you to choose Greg to, to make that? Cause I mean, that's an investment in and of itself that you're going all the way out of state, like halfway across the U S to go record an EP. 14, a little over 1400 miles there and back. Or no, yeah. sorry, sixteen, a little over sixteen hundred miles there and back. Yeah, it was. Uh, so the funniest shit in the world, Greg. Uh, somehow, I don't know how the fuck this happened, but I was actually friends with him on Facebook, and uh, I knew about Silver Bullet and like all the bands that he's worked with that have come in and out of there. And you know, this is three years ago. Um, he posted on his Facebook status that he wanted to start diving into like local artists. And, um, my buddy, Anthony, or well, my bassist, I'm sorry, Anthony, our bassist and vocalist, he fucking emailed him immediately. 
And I'm talking apparently like the fucking post said just now. Like it hadn't even been a second. <laughs> Anthony emailed him immediately and Greg responded back so, so quick. He was like, yeah, dude, we, I would love to have you guys come out all the way out here. We're actually the first band he recorded from Michigan. Okay. So that's like, you know, one of those like little things. Like Greg's like a, like a brother to me now. Like I love the guy to death. Working with him is like, I remember the first time ever meeting him. This is the funniest shit in the world. We, uh, he had a band in the studio and he was like, yo, go kill some time for a second. So me and, uh, my guitarist actually couldn't go with us. So on our first record, I did all the guitars and the vocals. So like I, it was just three of us that went to go record that record. And, um, we went to a tea bar. Okay. <laughs> and we got, we're in the middle of fucking the mountains of Connecticut and we go to this titty bar and we get trashed and I'm talking like, I'm still okay. I'm like, fine. Anthony's fine. But my drummer, Cody <laughs> is fucking obliterated. I'm talking, he puked on the fucking side of the truck before we even got to the studio. He was so trashed. So I'm going to go to meet Greg for the first time. I just remember leaving Cody in the car and I go in and I'm like, one, I'm trying not to be like starstruck. I'm like, holy shit, this is Greg Thomas. Like, what the fuck? And it's like, dude, it's an honor to meet you. Just to be honest, though, my drummer is fucking trashed and I don't want to bring him in here yet. And he's just like, oh, no, bring him in. Let's have some fun. So we bring him in. Cody, we lay him on the couch. He's like, dude, it's an honor to fucking meet you, man. Like, and I just immediately, immediately saw in logs. And like, that was hands down, like the best, like 10, 10 days of my life like going to work with this guy. And it was like out of a fluke. Like we, I knew his studio. I knew the bands that came out of there and how amazing it sounded. I never would have thought that he would actually allow us to go out and work with him. And once we did, he like for like the last three years, he's been in just in contact with us about, you know, like when are you guys coming back? Like, I can't wait to work with you guys again. And like, I, you know, I've been constantly in contact with them for the last three years. And then finally we were just like, we got to go back. Like, we can't just, like, leave this guy high and dry. And, like, he's been fucking hitting all of us up to come back. We have to go back. And we did. And, uh, it, you know, once again, this time we had a full band. Like, and it was, like, super cool because I some of the weight was lifted off my shoulders from doing everything. And it was, like, nice to have a little leeway when you're in the studio. But he's an amazing guy to work with, man. The guy is a genius. He knows what he's doing. Um, Chris Teddy from The World is a Beautiful Place. He's, uh, he works, he's like really good at what he does with helping out Greg, like, you know, they co-own the thing. And, uh, Chris pretty much helped me with like, you know, some of the, like, he did a lot of drum track, uh, tracking on this record, the new one that we're putting out. But on the last one, he was helping me do all like the delays and stuff like that for my guitar. And it's just cool to like, you know, meet all these big name people and we've sent bands there. Like we sent Conveyor there. Like we told Conveyor to go there. That and then, uh, amazing. Dude, it's so good. I'm like so happy. I didn't think it was gonna be able to top the last record, and I was pleasantly surprised. God, dude, it's way more pissed off. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it's, think that's. I don't know how much of that is Greg also being influenced on, like playing with them, like playing the other oh, guitar yeah. parts and such. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had a long talk about that when we were there because we played multiple shows with Conveyor, and we we sent on uh, until we were ghosts there too, and that was. I don't know if you know that band or not, but name sounds familiar. But uh, please check them out, man. He did an album. Greg did an album with them. We told them to go there too, and it was um, "Detach Me from You." Okay, and it was hands down one of my favorite records that Greg has done to date. Like they're like a smaller band. They're on In Vogue for a minute, and now they're pretty much just kind of like shopping around. But like that record from start to finish is just fucking flawless. 
Like, and you can just tell they worked their asses off on it, you know? But, uh, yeah, so it's just like we now, after that first experience out of a fluke of going out there, we had, there's no fucking way I would go anywhere else. Like, now it's just like going to go work with like a brother of mine. And plus, like I said, he's a fucking genius, man. Great. And Greg's, Greg's just one of the guys. So, like, you're just hanging out and you're in the studio doing what you love to do. And, like, I have videos I can send you of just, like, me and Greg fucking around in the studio. Like, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think I saw some of them. Yeah, yeah, I think he yeah, posted them on yeah, his Instagram. Just, yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> like, I'm sitting there doing guitar and shit, and I have them sitting there saying, like, you're not going to be good on this track. You know, you're not doing okay. And I'm like, dude, fuck you, man. Come on. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? I'm trying to record this. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, like, it's just us guys, like, fucking with each other, hanging out, and it's 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 the best environment to work with. You're not stressed out. You're not, you know, like, fuck, I'm spending this amount of money for this record. And like, I don't know if I'll get it done. Like, you know, Greg's putting his name on it. So he makes sure he wants to have the best of the best, you know, and it's, it's super cool. I'm super excited for this new record, man. Super what, stoked. Uh, you guys have your EP release coming out pretty soon. What, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. September 9th, September 9th, the loving touch. Okay. You're, you're so, looking like you're yeah. asking me, and I'm. <laughs> no, I know, no. I'm trying to make sure. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make sure in my head if I. If I, I can. I can look it up real quick if you'd like to me to double check that for you. <laughs> oh no, no, it's actually not even posted yet. So by the time oh, okay. this is, by this time this podcast is uh, posted, hopefully the, the show will be posted. Uh, otherwise, I'll, I'll steal secrets. your thunder. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. There you go. I can just put this up raw as hell and be like, yo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's the here's the date. If you guys didn't know yet. Um, so I mean, like in working with Greg, I feel like obviously working, like, as you just said, working with Greg, he's putting his name on it. And there's, there's a lot of weight that Greg's name and working with someone like that adds to your band. What is, what is the, 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 not the end goal, because it's not the end, but what is the goal with, excuse me, working with someone like Greg? on a new record like are you trying are you actively trying to shop this or are you just kind of like wanting to put it out and see what happens like what, um, at this point in i mean your- i guess it's kind of it's kind of a little bit of both i guess um like because i have friends of friends that i know you know they have obviously even just greg alone too like you know uh he he has connects that i do want to shop around and see what's going on you know see if anyone kind of takes a bite at it but i'm also curious too just to kind of like release it and see what happens, you know, like, obviously, I'm gonna do some promotion and stuff like that for it. And like, you know, we're gonna definitely promote the record hard as shit. And like, when it comes out, really push it, you know, but it would be kind of cool just to like, kind of release it and like, you know, be like, here it is, like, and then just kind of see what happens. Because I mean, I don't think we have like a, we don't have like a huge fan base by, by any means. But like we do, like Greg, I think one of the most rewarding things I actually could probably have heard come out of Greg's mouth of all people was uh, he said almost every that's come through there know who we are, which is crazy to me. You know, when you put that into retrospect, you're like, holy shit, like my, my hard work is kind of paying off. You know, granted, we're not signed or anything like that, but like people know who we are isn't just enough right there to kind of be like, man, what – what the fuck is this next record going to actually do for us? You know, like if that's already with a case of where we're at now. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm going to definitely send it to some of my friends that are on labels and, uh, we've already had a couple of label offers, but it was more or less like they, 
they weren't going to be able to give us anything that we weren't already doing ourselves. Only, and they right? were pretty much just been taking a cut of money from us. Yeah. So in name only, yeah. like, hey, it's you're, like you're on this no label. Point, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 something interesting yeah, to, it's to like, kind and of there's discuss. There's no point in doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's something interesting to discuss, too. Being at this point right now where you're at, you're getting ready to put out this new record, this new EP. And, like, okay, so case in point, I did an episode probably about, like, two months ago. It's been released, or a month and a half or so, with uh, Jeremy from the band Earth Groans. So they're from all the way in, like, North Dakota or yep. South Dakota, like, middle of nowhere. And That band's killing it, though. Exactly. But the thing is, though, is, like, they came out of nowhere, they put out an EP, and then uh, Solid State picks them up, re-releases the EP. I think maybe they retweaked yeah. the album just a little bit. But the thing is, that's kind of shocking to me a, a little bit, is that it's like, okay, a band that really hasn't established, like, I mean, some of the tours they're doing now are like some of the first tours they're doing, uh, in, in theory, yeah, and they're on, on a level of like where people, too. yeah, and it's, so it's, I mean, it's like, I just saw like they announced, they've announced two tours, three technically since the podcast, but like two in the last, like, I feel like the last month. And it's one of those that it's kind of a trip to see like them already progressively getting on slightly better tours for a band of their stature. And I feel like, honestly, like I don't really know what's, I mean, and this isn't putting them down or anything like that, but it's like, to me, like, okay, so you're working with Greg and Greg can potentially put you in front of these kind of people, or these are the caliber bands that Greg's working with. And so therefore, like now you're in the, you're in the conversation with these kind of bands, like yeah. a conveyor, you hollow earth, you know, so on and so forth. So at that point, I don't really see what differentiates you from. Shout out to my boys. <laughs> I don't see what differentiates you from like <laughs> a an Earth Groans, and I see the tours they're doing, and and seeing the videos and the posts that Jeremy posts, like it's not like they're playing super big rooms. So it's like I don't really foresee, other than just maybe, you know, him like, Jeremy. I know it was like basically the the main songwriter, much like yourself. I don't see how you guys can't take that same step other than just, and this is where the question kind of comes into play with where you're at. Where do you decide? Okay. Now we're going all in. We're going to do this. We got the album behind us that we think is going to, going to allow us to make these moves and maybe get us on a, on a, on a decent label. That'll help, you know, help get us or management that'll help put us on the, in the right people's line of sight to get on decent tours. Even if we're the opener, even if we're not making any fucking money, but like, Ultimately, I assume the goal is to right. be a full-time touring musician. So at what point, what what things have to fall into place for you to kind of go make the all-in approach to, to do that? And is this do you um, think this record is the one uh, to do that for you? Uh, I mean, I would <laughs> Just putting it right think. on you. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Like, just put it right on me, man. Uh, but no, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, yeah, you know, like this... I'm like really, really excited to release this new record, man. And like it, it definitely, we've grown as musicians and, you know, in the last three years since our first EP and it really shows in the music and, um, like just even my vocals, you know, like I'm not, I kind of got a little more control over it. Like I said, this is the first band I've done vocals for. So it's like one of my things is really, trying to figure out how to do vocals with teaching myself and or taking in like criticism from other people and like tracking the, this record it was super sick to like hear how far my voice has come 
and uh, just the riffs alone are fucking sick. Like they're really punchy, and you're you know it's it's the whole record's just like solid. And I think what would make the step like to to take the step would have to be like um, you know like we get a good enough offer to where you know we're making enough because you know like my a couple like our drummer has a good job he makes a decent amount of money so it's like for him to like kind of walk away from that is like damn near almost impossible so and then my my bassist has a family so it's like him on that end too it's like you know like him not working if we're out on the road we have to be making sure that we are making money just to make sure that they're you know their families are supported you know and whatnot but even then though like I think, like for distribution and stuff like that, because I like I know you can do with labels like just dis- distribution from like you know they'll take a, a small cut or whatever, but like you know you are backed by that label. Um, I feel like you know depending on the label and what they're like offering us, it, that would pretty much just be like um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, beneficial, something that would be beneficial. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, <laughs> but uh, something that would be <laughs> beneficial is like, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> um, like, cause I'm not like I'm not really like making trying to make a, a lot of money out of anything. I just, no, you know, no, 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 no. I just want my music to be able to be heard by a lot. Yeah. So um, it's more, I guess, like like working with certain uh, booking agents. Even you know, like if we were to like you know sign on agency to where you know we are making a decent amount like we're out of the road not anything like huge where i'm making money in my pocket every time i come home but it's not costing me an arm and leg out to be on the road those things you know those things are the things that would be beneficial and probably would point us in the right direction using all the resources we have like i have friends that are signed already obviously working with greg i pretty much just like kind of like pick his brain and ask him like you know what what should i do here or what what you know what's this you know, like who who do you think we should actually like go and talk to, or how should we approach this person? You know, and hand them the record, and he uh, he's helped me out quite a bit with all that stuff. So it's just it's hard, man. Like to really put an, a a pin on what it would take. It's just like I don't really know, man. Until like the contracts in front of me, and it's just like, hey, here's this. We like your stuff, and you're just like, oh shit, I didn't really expect this to happen. <laughs> so. It's, I don't know, it's like a weird thing to think about, really. With a lot of... I don't know, it's kind of vague, but... It totally does make sense. I think think bands, local bands, and and bands not necessarily... I guess, like, an Earthgrowns is a good style band. Like, you know, I mean, A, they're signed, whatever. But the level that they're at is is more the point of what I'm trying to say with this comment. But I think with, like... I'm shocked that a band like Conveyor is on Victory. I'm shocked any fucking band is on Victory because of all the shit that they've gone through since hell even I, I was know. since even I was, you know, seventeen, eighteen and hearing horror stories about like, oh, you know, Taking Back Sunday got fucked and blah 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 and then they get when they got signed they went back to try to get their royalties or their you know, they're just you or a Trey You or, you know, Hawthorne Heights or a Day to Remember or, you know, the list yeah. goes on and on and on. And it's like there's so many accounts of this this label yeah. being bad. But the thing that I like, and I always feel like an asshole when I buy their record, their vinyl. And it's like their vinyl's so cheap and it's so like they do cool things like limited pressings of like, you know, even like on the 50th pressing of Taken Back Sunday yeah. or whatever. Like they'll still do, excuse me, cool variants. But 
I also have a soft spot for them because they they take in the they take in bands and they do really well at breaking new bands and new artists and putting money behind them. So I kind of have a love hate with a, a label like Victory, yep, where it's they like they really do too. Like you do a lot of great things for yeah, smaller like, bands, and you help. And, and I can't help but show like all the bands I just mentioned are bigger bands on better labels now. So obviously their system of breaking a band works they know what the fuck they're doing they're just tony is just an asshole and how he fucking runs his business yeah so the the question i would have is exactly what it is no it totally is and it's like i always hate supporting that label but i fucking love so much of the stuff that they do and i mean being somewhat involved in the music industry and the smallest realm that i have been in i can't help but notice like god it's like I know, like I just said, you do so many great things, but the shitty things you do so outweigh the good that you do for a lot of your your artists. And all that being said, oh, like if, sure. if a label like Victory were to come to you guys and be like, "Man, we really like you. Like we're gonna like you. Would you sign? We want you to sign to a five album deal. Blah 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 blah." And basically, you know, put that thing in front of you where you the like, and you just said like you know you're friends with the conveyor dudes, so so like you kind of see a band that's kind of a little bit further along than you are currently, and seeing what that label has done for them, it's like would you follow into those footsteps, knowing that it's like man, like there's so many horror stories about this label, like I, it's not worth it, or <laughs> would you be like I have friends on the label Honestly, they, they have good things to I say I would say and... oh man no, no. <laughs> you're, you're, you're putting me on the spot here guy uh, I mean honestly one if Victory were to offer me like a five record thing I'd tell them to fuck off I ain't doing, <laughs> I would not sign for like a five release thing because that would just be fucking a, a nightmare and a half I, you know maybe if it was something where it was like one release you know, with an option, you know, if I, like, maybe one more record after the CP drops, or even if they were just to, like, release this record, you know, with an option. Uh, but, I mean, I just, it's hard to commit, you know, like, to, uh, especially, like, like you said, dude, Victory, like, it's not, it's like, unless you, they know you're going to make them a fuck ton of money, they don't give a shit about you. Like, they don't give a fuck about what you're doing, or where you're at, like, at, you know, like, it's, you know, it was like for a long time. I remember when Victory was just sucking a day to remember's dick, dude. That was the I knew a lot of bands that were on Victory, and they fucking hated it because they only gave a shit about the fucking main band. Like that's kind of how it was for We Are Triumph. Like you know, neck deep. Like I've known so many bands that were on We Are Triumph, and they even offered us one time to be on their label, and I didn't do it because. Every band that I know that was good friends of mine who are amazing musicians that like really deserved that chance to like, you know, they're like they're signed. They should be out doing a good thing, you know. That label just didn't take care of them at all, and they didn't give a shit because they weren't neck deep. And it's just like I know a lot of smaller labels or, you know, certain labels do that kind of shit. And it's just like I can't bring myself to actually like want to sign to them just because of that that reason. I guess if that's very shallow of me to say, I don't know, but. I just have seen a lot of hardworking bands get signed to these labels, and it's just like, man, fucking crack, congratulations! And then you immediately hear them be like, "It's not that cool. Like, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> like, just don't fucking do it." I it's think a that's, nightmare and a half. They don't do shit. I think that's something, and that was kind of why I wanted to ask before I said this. But I feel like in today's world, where you have literally a wealth of knowledge, like at your on your phone, at your fingertips, or whatever, and you can read 
so much or you can reach out and hear Literally. people talking about whatever that it's like i feel like so many people are caught up in so many people are caught up in like just like making it like oh i'm signed i'm signed now so you know whatever i fucking made it and it's like i've always said because i have i have a lot of friends that are at the like the at that level or i you know or at a higher level than that and all i hear like it's like as soon as you get signed and everyone's like, oh, I fucking made it. It's like, no, now, now all the work you thought you did, double it at least because now the real work is <laughs> not even there yet. And I think people don't understand yeah. that. Excuse me. And it's one of those things where I see so many bands thinking like, well, we need, well, we're going to be more professional if we have a band manager and we're going to be more professional if we have a booking agent on a local level that it's like all you're doing is potentially paying someone to do a job you can and should be doing and half the time, I feel like the more successful bands, when you really get to a bigger... Yes, exactly. And even to the point of, like, like some of my favorite bands, Kill Switch and Gage, Adam D fucking produces all their shit. Mike D is their graphic designer. Fucking everybody Everything. in that band does something yep. for the band. Look at, a, you know, there's so many bands that are like that. Like, even Misery Signals, to a degree, on the last record, when they had Greg. Like, okay, like Greg's recording their new album. And yep. somebody, like, you know, with the... It's... The bands that know how to do their own shit seem to be able to make it further along because they don't need anybody and they don't waste their money thinking they need like they're not so easily dissuaded out of the money that the little money they make. They're not dissuaded out of it. And so it's one of those things where I feel like a band that's at your level right level right now. These are the things that bands really need to fucking understand and need to learn what they're doing because then you're just going to be the next band that signed to victory for a fucking seven album deal with, you know, no option out and, you know, giving away 70% of your tour, your, your royalty rate. And you're, you're, and that's another thing people don't understand. Yeah. Like, you know, something I was talking to a local, a friend's band about recently. Yeah. And I was like, well, are you like my booking agent, my booking name, my LLC actually is up in about 18 days. I got my shit LLC'd when I first started the business. Oh, okay. It's coming up. I'm probably not going to renew it because I just, oh, yeah. there's no point. But it was something that, like, it was something I knew I needed to do. And I feel like that's a step that, right? like, the the business side of being in a band, I feel like so many people just don't understand or don't care or know. And so when I see a band that's at your level right now, like, you're recording with Greg, you're doing a bunch of other shit, that it's like, have you gotten your band LLC'd? Who owns it? How about your publishing? Like in the writing process and stuff like that. So potentially yeah. if, you know, the new EP gets released by like distroed out by somebody else, like how does the money for an advance on that go and blah, blah, blah. Like, because that could cause more infighting between the band. Like, well, you know, all this kind of dumb shit. So it's like, it's a, it's the side, it's the business side of the oh, music yeah. business that no one ever wants to fucking talk about. And so I'm at, I'm at the point where it's like I, I feel like or you're just you're just it. on that cusp, and so it's like I, I wanted to talk to a band that's like I feel is on that cusp of turning that corner to being like okay like we're we're kind of we're we want to do something we're really close to doing something really big with our band, and kind of like okay like the fact that you're like oh I would never sign a seven album deal it's like good. However, I don't think that a, band, like a label like Victory would be like, cool, we'll give you a one and done with an option. Like, that ain't going to fucking happen either. So it's like, there are concessions that no, have yeah, to no, be made. No, and no, have no, you thought about happen, it? But you know what yeah. I was saying. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, to, yeah, no, no. I know, yeah, I know that's not going to happen. 
So, I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like having kind of seen where your band's at right now. And I feel like with this next EP, it's like, I feel like you're on the cusp of taking that next step to being a band with, instead of being looking up to some, like, and you always look up to these bands. So forgive how I'm going to say this, but you know, you're saying like, Oh, I'm friends with conveyor conveyors at like, we'll say for the fact of being on camera, if conveyors here and you're like here, I feel like with this EP, you could get to about here and be kind of like right behind them. And it's like, are you right. making the yeah, concessions yeah, yeah. to to make that next step, to jump to that next level, to be in you know in talks, to do a lot of the things that you want to do with this record? And if so, how are you going about doing it? Oh, I talked a whole lot. Oh of yeah, there, for sure. Really like that's one thing that we are definitely. <laughs> oh no, you're no, you're good. No, you're good. You're hitting you're hitting hitting key points, which are like one thing, like you said, that I like I have to retouch is that. A lot of people do not think about the business aspect of like the music industry and like what really is going on behind the scenes with people don't know that like, you know, for instance, you mentioned the LLC. That's something that us as a band, we've actually been in like trying to do for a minute, but there apparently is a band called Lake Effect somewhere, but they, I don't know if they hold the LLC, but they're like some old like uh, folk band that's been around since like the early 90s. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things where we'll never clash in the music industry ever. Like we'll never, ever like even get confused. But, you know, can I, can I tell you a story real quick? Can I tell you a story? A story of that real quick. So one of my favorite bands is the band him from Finland, not even from here in the States. Oh, yep. When they came over here, when they started releasing nope, their music, exactly here, what you're talking about. okay, so you're aware of the band him. That's like a jazz band from Chicago. Did you know that? Yep. Okay. So there was a yep. show when they started announcing yeah, that they were going to be hitting the U.S. I went online in the primitive days of in the internet and found the club supposedly. I was like, holy shit, him's playing this small club. It'll be awesome to go see him because that's the only date around the area apparently that I can find. So I called up the club because I couldn't find it. didn't seem like it was the him that was the band. And at that point... They had yeah. contacted that band from Chicago and bought out the name from them so they could officially worldwide release their music under the moniker him. Because for a hot minute, it was uh, her. And I called up this club and they seemed very confused why I was calling them about this. They're like, yeah, no, there'll be tickets. No, it's not going to sell out. It. <laughs> and I was like, is this the band from Finland or is this like the, the jazz band from Chicago? And they're like, it's a jazz band. This is a jazz club. And I go, OK, never mind. I'm. I'm not even going to bother buying tickets to this then. And now I know that that's, that's a, that's a real thing where you don't think that the styles are going to clash at all, but it's one of those things where if you don't take care of it now, then eventually if you were to get signed and become like, you know, a big band, then all of a sudden they could be like, well, we fucking own that name and we're suing you. And now it's a thing. And it's like, that sucks because you didn't get your your affairs in order. Yep. Yep. No, no, that's one thing, you know, we've, we've been already working into that. So it's like, I already know that whole aspect. Like a lot of bands don't think about that, you know, like there's a lot of legality things with like, you know, you're, you are your own business is pretty much what you're running. You know, your band is a, is a, is a brand like that you're trying to sell. Yes. And, um, so I guess like, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously, um, like with just everything, like we just shot a music video, um and like we paid a decent amount of money for it just to make sure you know the quality was there so like you know like because we're not you know you don't half-ass anything anymore when you're especially when you're trying to make it you know like you spend money to make money 
you know, and <laughs> um, we had to work with Nick Frollo, who is, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, sometimes, obviously, you majority of the band, you, you know, you don't really ever see any money, but, um, but no, we worked with Nick Frollo for this video, which is, I'm really super stoked to um, release, it should be, actually be out in like, the next couple of weeks, um, but I got to write that, you know, and, because um, I went to school for film, so it was, like, really cool to put my own, like, I wrote the video and then had someone actually direct it and shoot it. So it was kind of cool to have that done for once. Um, and then we're getting vinyls pressed. Um, we're getting these t-shirts, obviously. Uh, CDs are going to get pressed. Um, I'm talking to booking agents that, like, you know, like Arkham Agency and um, Graphic Nature. I'm going to try to talk to Sean Mott <laughs> and see if, you know, he might have us on. Um, I don't know how that'll work out. I have a lot of friends that are on it, but, you know. They do yeah. good things though, because like you know, like I have buddies, and I don't know if you've ever seen Bungler. Who? Um, but they're they're killing it, and they Bungler, B U L or B, wait, yeah, B U N G L E R. Yeah, they're three piece man. Check them out. They're fucking good friends of mine. They're amazing. They're 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 out of New York. They they're a guitarist, a singer, and a drummer. But the guitarist does bass and guitar. It's fucking crazy. Just check them out. Watch some fucking YouTube videos on them, dude. They're sick. Okay. But uh, then, you know, I swear to God, I, we played with them. We played with them a shit ton of times. Really good dudes. Um, but uh, they pretty much like they've been on there, and I've only heard good things about Graphic Nature from them. And like they're very small. Like they just signed to Inner Strength Records, I think. And um, like like shopping at certain labels. Like I have friends that are like on Equal Vision. I have friends that are on In Vogue. I have friends that, you know, are on We Are Triumph, um, obviously Victory, and, like, just shopping around to try to get distribution. Like, I'm even looking into uh, labels overseas. It's over there, so we're, you know, out there. I'm looking into endorsements. Um, I feel like you I mean, should I'm, like, up, uh... I'm pretty much on the phone. As I say, I feel like you should hit up uh, Damon and the Virtue guys because they just somehow did a European run for like a month. Yeah. I will be like, yo dude, so hook me up on that month long European tour. I want to, you know, I want to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah, I, it's just, there's a lot that I have planned out for like, you know, the, when this EP comes out marketing wise, like, you know, talking to labels and, uh, and trying to get endorsements and sponsors. And, um, you know, obviously I have a lot of my play right now is getting new merch pressed. Um, the vinyls press trying to go you know Whoa, find the vinyl. most beneficial way to do that and yeah i know i'm i'm really really psyched because i uh just to have one for myself for like novelty you know like just i made that you know that was me so like when i'm like six years old and i have like grandkids or some shit i'm like oh you want to hear some shit your grandpa <laughs> did and i bust out the fucking vinyl i was like yeah, do this and stuff like that, but I'm just like, I'm stoked on that. Uh, I guess real, I guess just to quickly finish up that question, um, just working on everything to get everything ready for this EP to come out. It's a headache one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, trying to finish up the plot, like the, the final design, like the album art, you know, what t-shirt designs, like I've made, I, I do graphic design too, so like I've been creating t-shirt designs and like running them by the band and being like, hey, what do you think about this one? And like, ah, no, I don't like that one. I'm like, great, that was fucking three hours right there, gone, out of my life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's stressful, but I love it. And like, you know, marketing everything is just, 
I don't know, it's like a weird high for me, I guess, you know, like trying to make sure I'm showing everything that I work my ass off on, I guess, if you, if, you know, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. I don't really know where, I don't know exactly where we're going to be or where we're going to go with this, but I'm hoping I got high hopes. And I know we're all working our asses off at it, so we got our fingers crossed and hopefully the hard work pays off. But, yeah. I think we're at about an hour anyway. Yeah. Um, and I've covered a lot of shit, even though it was a lot of, of me talking, which I'll probably edit out. <laughs> oh, no, no, dude. Actually, I, this is this is a great time. I'm actually like glad to, you know, I like talking to people that I really know in the industry that like, or at least know a lot about the industry too. And I, I feel like it's just from a lot of watching, like I, the music industry is something I always wanted to be a part of. I just never knew in what capacity, like I tried the band thing, they didn't work. Uh, I did the <laughs> shitty tour for like a week and a half. I did a tour that I booked that was kind of fun because I booked it and I got, we were going places with this band that I'd never, like none of us, like Milwaukee, neither the band I had booked coming from New York had never been to Milwaukee and neither had I. So it was a trip to fucking go to Milwaukee and know that like a, I booked it having no contacts and the band had never played and it was kind of cool like just to get in the van and go with them for the week, like on the tour that I booked. Like I even, right. was, I was even that asshole who made laminates for the tour. Hey, even hey. though we didn't, we didn't I've need been them. There. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, uh, there. like it's just so, a novelty thing. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. Like I, I have the, the thing and it is what it is, but I have enough of the little experiences. Like, Oh, I did, I did the shitty week tour. Like, fuck, someone forgot to pack my, <clears throat> my cable from the last show. So now I need to borrow one. So that sucks. Or, Hey, this venue doesn't have blank, or you know, hey, there's no air conditioning, or hey, we got a flat, or you know, multitude of the band side of things. Oh yeah, and anything then it, that would go wrong can go wrong. Yeah, and then it's like you know, the flip side of that is you know, having booked a tour, it's like okay, like I got to experience where I'm like, oh man, I just get to have fun. Like I'm on vacation from my job, and I'm still getting paid my normal wage, like to just be out on the road and have fun. Right. But there's still the the downfall of it, like we had a show where a, a booking dude, like we got on a, a national bill that should have been pretty good and the the booking dude never promoter never showed up and when shit hit the fan, like we called him and he's like, Well, I never said I'd pay you and I'm like, Yeah, hold on, let me find it like because we were communicating over three different platforms, like between texting, email and social media. And so I couldn't find what I was looking for. So then it's like, okay, well, there's the valuable lesson on the booking side. Like, keep all your shit to one fucking place so that way you can always reference it. Oh, Save yeah. all your stuff, screenshots, stuff, oh, yeah. so on and so forth. So, I mean, it's like I've learned and, and then it's like even booking shows like on a local level. It's like, okay, like I've booked national bands. I, I know what that's like. I know the level to which that those kind of things need to be done. And then having friends that are either inside bands that are, you know – touring in the you know like having friends who are tour managers having friends who are techs having friends who are whatever getting to talk to them and seeing their job it's like i understand things on a lot bigger of a scale and if you listen to the episode i did with greg that i just put out a couple of days ago or yesterday um you know i talked about going to work oh, tour and, and just yeah literally yeah and it's like you know going to work tour it's like most people if they get a backstage pass they're probably gonna be like oh who the fuck can i see so i can hang out with them and like fucking rub shoulders and shit and it's like i was like looking at the stage production and how the techs were working together with the warp tour personnel and how 
things were running on a scale that big right. and like looking and looking and learning about how to <laughs> how to do those kind of things. And I don't think that's the that and maybe it's my age, but it's like I don't think that's what a lot of people are going to work to her with the fucking no access like all access thing. Those people aren't doing that. No one's paying attention to oh, like no, what but, a tech is doing. And to me that's the more fascinating thing. Yeah. So to me it's oh, yeah, like dude, that's I, what makes the show go on. And it's like something Good. Like someone actually like you know that's not like it goes over people's uh it goes over people's heads that like that's the only reason why that fucking show is going on right you know like those yeah. people are working just as hard as the musicians harder and if it wasn't for them the show wouldn't be happening so yeah yeah even harder yeah for sure <laughs> like for real though <laughs> lugging all that heavy ass equipment around making sure mic placements are okay making sure all the guitars are tuned drums yeah. are in tune yeah yeah it's it's yeah dude there's so much that go into it that a lot of people just don't think of. So it's but, uh, it's one of those yeah, things dude, for me. Good. No, I was just gonna say I can't thank you enough for having me, man. No, not it's a problem. Like good to talk to somebody, you know, that's knowledgeable about music. Uh, I think a but, lot of uh, it's just yeah. uh, put it's a front. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna be honest here. <laughs> no, I mean, I've I've learned a lot. But no, and... I mean, no, it's been a lot of fun, man. But regardless, uh, I don't know if you're talking or if I'm talking. <laughs> no, it's fine. Regardless, though, let's uh, wrap it up. I usually always end with a, a song at the very end of the the episode. So, do you want to throw me something off of the the new record that's not going to be out, and we can coincide it with the release and kind of tease it? Or do you want me to play something old? And regardless of what you choose, what do you like? Give me a backstory on that song. Uh, shit. I actually. I don't think I'll have another a new track until about the end of August. So, um, if you depending on when you want to release this, I can get one of those. Um, because I could probably get the one we just shot the video for, but that'd be like in a couple weeks. I can put but this that's out. That's up to you. I, say, um, I can probably I can have this out in a week or that's two. That's on Bandcamp, but I can send you. What's your whichever? Yeah, I just well then we'll just do. We'll just do, yeah, we'll just do an old one, and then, you know, the new stuff will come out, and I've talked enough about the new stuff, so it's like, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, fuck it. You know what, no. We'll do it, all right, no, fuck it. You know what, I'll just get a hold of Greg. I'll talk to Greg. We're going to get a new one out there. I'll give you the new one. All right. Wait a couple weeks. Um, but, yeah, so, no, this new song, this new song is going to be, uh, it's called Misguided Youth. Uh, we uh, just shot a video for it, and that should be actually out right around the time this comes out um <laughs> but uh yeah thanks for having me man this has been great chat with someone yeah and uh yeah i can't wait to see what this record does for us man and socials where can people find you uh you can find us on facebook just type in lake effect or the band camp is uh michigander music for the url uh <laughs> on twitter and it's just at lake effect underscore yeah you like that yeah <laughs> Uh, I've I tried, dude. I've tried to change that URL, and Facebook just tells me to fuck off every time. I swear to God, <sighs> I'm like, you're such a dick. They change. They let me change my name. They let me change my name. Yeah. They let me change my name. Won't let me change the fucking URL. Like, fuck you, dude. Oh, fucking douchebags. But uh, back. yeah, no, I know it is right. Uh, we're um. We're on Twitter too at Lake Effect underscore, and uh, Instagram we are um, Lake Effect underscore mi, and you can find us there. Follow us, uh, hit us up, um, 
like our stuff. We're <laughs> just four dudes. We're four dudes in a van <laughs> down by the river hanging out. Four dudes liking things on social media. <laughs> Buy a shirt media. me so I can eat later. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No one likes our shit. We just spam everyone else's stuff. <laughs> Buy a shirt so I can eat some food later. Oh, whatever. You were cooking dinner earlier. You, you have to. Yeah. Uh, I did, too. I had spaghetti. It was delicious. <laughs> Homemade spaghetti that I made myself from scratch. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. That's where you can find us. So, yeah. Dude, I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, I guess. It's fucking been great chatting with you, dude. You as well. Enjoy the rest of your night. All right, man. All right. You do the same, but I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later, man. Bye.